Welcome back to another episode of the Shredding for Gold podcast. I'm your host, Emily Trepane, and I'm happy to have you all here and listening. Um, Just a few notes before we get started into our next podcast uh, episode. Um, Be sure to check out our website um, for all of our podcast episodes and exciting news. Um, You can find us at www.shreddingforgold.com. That's www.shreddingforgold.com. And we'll be sure to have that link in the description below so that you can easily find it. Also, a huge shout out to the Blind Blogger and the folks at Blueberry who are helping put this podcast on the air and out there so you all can listen. And be sure to check out the What's Your Excuse Network, which um host my this podcast and you can find it at www.wyexcuse.com so www.wyexcuse.com and so you can find this podcast and uh as well as much more so be sure to check those out um so today on the podcast um, in our my last episode, we started talking with my coaches that have helped me as I continue to train towards the Paralympics. Um, I thought it would be fun to switch it up just for this episode and to chat with somebody that helped me get into the world of snowboarding. So, Uh, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of information, but I will tell you that she is one of my best friends that I've had for well over 10 years. I think it's been closer to 20 years, to be honest. Um, But I'm so grateful to have her in my life. And she is actually the reason um, how I got into snowboarding. And so... We're about to find out, well, you the listeners are about to find out how she helped me get into the land of snowboarding. So today we're going to be introducing you and interviewing my best friend, Lindsay Ng. So it's it's going to be very exciting and very excited for you all to meet her and learn a little bit about Lindsay and how it was that I got into snowboarding. So let's listen in. Okay, welcome to the Shredding for Gold podcast. Today we have Lindsay Ng on the show that I'm really excited to be talking to. Um, first off, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and being interviewed. I'm very excited. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to see what podcasts come out. <laughs> yes, it's going to be awesome. All right. So let's start off super easy, Linz. Um, Who are you? Uh, give, your, give the listeners a little bit of a description of who you are so they can start to get to know you. Well, my name is Lindsay Ng. I uh, once, when I first met Emily, I once went by Lindsay Bjor. I got married, uh, can you believe, six years ago. Has uh, it already been six husband. years? Wow. It's been six years. And 
I met Emily at the School for the Blind in Brantford, uh, W. Ross McDonald School for the Blind. I am uh, also visually impaired. I am what they call an albino. So I have very fair skin and um, very, very sensitive eyes and uh, white hair. Well, okay, right now it's pink, but it normally <laughs> is white. I, uh, what else can I tell you about myself? I uh, once um, liked to snow or to ski, and that's how I got Emily into skiing. Yeah, that's why we have you on the podcast. Um, so that's actually a really good segue to my next question, Lens. Um, when did you first start uh, skiing slash snowboarding? And did you start off as a skier or did you start off snowboarding right away? Oh, geez, this is going to be a fun one. You're pulling my... Uh... <laughs> Pulling my memory here. Uh, I started skiing when I was three, four years old. And we have uh, a ski hill here in Kitchener, where I'm originally from. And it's called Chicopee Ski Hill. And my brothers would go there skiing, and my family went there skiing. And we heard about this uh, program, and it was called Track 3. And it was for people who had all various disabilities. There was people who were in wheelchairs who used sit skis and there was people who were amputees. There were people who were blind. There were people with intellectual disabilities. You name it, we had them there. And so I started skiing with them and I loved it. When did you start skiing with them? I would have been four or five years old, I think. Okay. So, so prior, that would have been like, yeah. Prior to skiing with them, did you ski with your family at the hill, or? Yes, I did, but I I didn't quite like it because mm. I have some pretty crazy horror stories of my mother running over me. Oh no! Because <laughs> I, at the time, back in the day, there wasn't a lot, and we didn't know about all the different adaptive technology that we can use nowadays. Mm. Right. And so I was tethered to my mom and we had a few accidents <laughs> that I refused to ski with her ever since mm-hmm. then. Well, so did you get injured from them? And obviously you're okay or just I'm like, okay. Just some uh, some scary. I think it was just spooked. I think just it was just spooked. Okay, so you, know. you first started skiing when you were three years old, and then you started with the track three program when you were four or five, correct? Correct. Okay, and you started skiing with them, obviously? Yes. Yeah, okay. And how long did you ski with them until you switched over to snowboarding? Do you remember? I skied with them for a good while. I would have been then... Started at W. Ross and... 2000, no, 1999, and that was then when I met Emily, mm-hmm. and I was leaving every Wednesday night from school. My parents would pick me up, and they would take me to track three, mm-hmm. and at the time, Emily's like, well, what's track three all about? So, <laughs> as I explained earlier, I told her about what track three was and what they did, and so she asked to join 
and asked her mom, and her mom said yes. So she then started coming out with me to track three, to skiing. And she was skiing because she said, you know, if my friend Lindsay can ski, I can ski. And were you skiing at the time, or were you snowboarding? I was skiing when you joined. Okay, okay. For some reason, I thought you had been snowboarding, but... No. Okay. I was still skiing. Okay. And then one evening, uh, a good friend of mine, um, John and Taffy, Mm -hmm. were like, do you want to try snowboarding? And I'm like... Because I always saw people snowboarding. I was like, man, snowboarding is so much easier than skiing. Because you only have one freaking board. You don't have two skis on your feet. And you're not (laughs) taking one leg one way and one leg the other way. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I said, let's do it. Let's try it out. Yeah. And just for the listener's sake, John is actually one of, was one of uh, Lindsay's snowboard instructors at the time. So, Yes. Sorry for to add that in. No worries. No worries. All right. And Taffy was one of the other instructors that was a part of track three. So they introduced me to snowboarding. And then Taffy went off and worked with some other people. And then I got this really, (laughs) I hope my husband's not listening. He's out (laughs) in the other room. But got this really, 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 really hot snowboard instructor along with John and ask me what his name is I don't remember you forget his name but he was drop dead gorgeous I loved him and so Emily joined track three and I was still in I was still skiing and it was probably a couple months into Emily joining I then decided that I'm ditching skiing, and I'm going to snowboarding. (laughs) So I ditched skiing and went over to snowboarding. And at that time, Emily, we said to Emily, do you want to try? And Emily's like, I'm kind of (laughs) scared. And so from my recollection of it, she then came across and was like, you know, if my friend who's also visually impaired can do it, What's stopping her or what's stopping me from doing it? So that evening, we got Emily out on a board. And, well, let's say it wasn't pretty. But (laughs) every time you start out with something new, mm -hmm. it's not always pretty. Not always going to be pretty, but... Emily is now where she is Mm -hmm. with snowboarding and... For sure is now making her way hopefully to the Paralympics that's the goal um so that's awesome moments um can you remember uh one of your favorite memories of being at the hill you have a favorite memory that stands um, up for you oh or? gosh you have a few you can say like a few <laughs> we have a very good one I used to joke around with my snowboard instructors and we used to say, um, I always wanted a hot chocolate halfway through. So we used to always, um, and I always, lot, like, they used to have to bribe me with candy. 
<laughs> and well, I said, I, I want some candy. And uh, my one snowboard instructor pulled a carrot out of his pocket. Yes, that's right. You heard me correctly. A carrot. A carrot. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want a carrot. I want a hot chocolate <laughs> and some candy. So I'll always remember the carrot or the okay. time that I ran into the uh, fence and <laughs> made fence. friends with the fence. Yeah, those fences those can be friendly sometimes and evil sometimes. They are. I've definitely ran into my share of those fences, so. <laughs> Have you ever yes. ran into any of those wood fences, you too? I've only had one encounter with the wood fence, and that was more than enough for me, but. <laughs> no, I have to say, I don't think I've ran into a wood fence. Okay, just all the orange fences? All the orange, meshy. <laughs> orange, mesh fences, yeah. Plasticky. Fences. Well, that's good. You've never ran into a wood fence because those aren't fun to run into, but you know, it happens sometimes. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Dust yourself up, just keep going. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Um, did you find when you first started snowboarding it challenging at all? And if so, what challenges did you encounter with snowboarding? Um, I thought when I started snowboarding that it was just like, let's go straight down the hill. <laughs> well, I, I learned pretty easy that it wasn't straight down the hill. And mm. you really have to pay attention because back when I was snowboarding, uh, we had um, none of the technology to stay connected with our uh, right. snowboard instructors. So right. I had to really focus on listening to that person's voice mm -hmm. because they're going to tell you to turn left or right. 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 And you have to remember that there's other people who are on the hill as well who yeah. are mm -hmm. also a part of the track three yeah. um, program. So you're trying to really focus on, okay, who's saying yeah. left, who's saying right? <laughs> Try not to listen to somebody else's yeah. left and right. Yeah. To make mm -hmm. sure that it's your left and your yeah. um, <laughs> person your... who's guiding you is left and right because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you can have a little bit of an accident. Yeah, if you follow the wrong person, well, you're going on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to go on an adventure depending on where that adventure takes you to, but that is true. It's like a soft, like, snow drift or something. That would be fun, but... <laughs> yes, yes. And, yeah, anything hard or anything would not be fun, so... <laughs> no, I've run into a few people, too. Yeah, I've done that, too. That's, that's fun and exciting when that happens. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a lot of you fun. found, like, concentrating... Uh, concentrating was difficult. Yeah. Because yeah. I but have that's... a little bit of ADHD. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you find anything else challenging about snowboarding? Was uh, one turn harder to do versus the other turn? I know for oh me that um, toe my turns toe are, turns. I was going to say, for me, it's toe turns that it's it. they've gotten a lot better, but I know that like if I had to choose one turn that's a little bit more challenging for me, it would be definitely my toe turn. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, my toe turns are 
It took me forever. I don't know how many <laughs> times we had to. I had to have my um, my guide, uh, basically take off his board, and he had to walk me. We'd go to the baby hills, <laughs> yeah. and he would walk me through doing a toe turn because I just That's I could not do face. it. Yeah, and now I'm pro. Of, like, yeah, it takes a lot of like foot strength and stuff. They're really challenging, and so if you don't have that that strong like foot strength and base, it's gonna be really challenging to do those. So, well, it's your foot strength and your core, because like your foot strength, core, using, and like balancing and everything. Your, yeah, cause you've gotta like balance on your toes, right? So, balancing on the edge of your board. Yeah. And if anybody's seen a snowboard, uh, sometimes they can be smaller. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can be bigger. It depends yeah. on all what type of board you're using. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it all depends on the board that you're using. You're right. Um, some are smaller, some are larger. So, yeah. Um, so when you first started, um, did you have what adaptive equipment, if any, did you use when you first started snowboarding? I know you mentioned the tether. Um, that was, tethering was for skiing. Um, tether was for skiing. Okay. Did you use yeah. a tether for snowboarding at all? I know. No. No. That's cool. No. Yeah. Um, I think I only lasted in the tether like an hour and then they took it off because it was a disaster to use. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. We had aprons. We called them like uh, skier bibs that right. uh, were bright yeah. orange with black writing. Yeah. And one would say guide and one would say blind skier. Well, yeah. when I started <laughs> snowboarding, I was like, I'm not a skier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a snowboarder. So I took we took duct tape and we duct taped over the uh bo- or the skier and we put blind border bunny. <laughs> I remember that this. was my nickname on the hill. Yeah. So I had the blind border bunny and they actually let me keep it. Really? I was like, you got to keep it. That's awesome. Yeah. I was with Track 3 pretty much when they started. Like, I... Okay. Everybody knew me. Right, right. So, I was... I That was about the only technology or um, adaptive stuff that we had for snowboarding back then. For sure. Definitely grown since then. Because I know, like, for me, now we're using headsets and and we're used to using headsets that go underneath my helmet and then bear bells and stuff. So definitely, like, developed over the years, that's for sure, which is pretty exciting and cool to see. But, but those headsets um, definitely would have been super useful back then when we first both started snowboarding, right? So, Oh, gosh, yeah. Make, <laughs> make life a lot easier. Because <laughs> it gets so loud on the hill sometimes. <laughs> it's super hard for us to uh, hear our guides and coaches, right? Or if you have a race going on next to you. Yeah. Uh, Chicopee had a lot of uh, races going on. So they could be mm. a hill or two away from you. And it could sometimes make it a little bit hard to hear your uh, to hear your guide. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so what is your favorite brand of snowboard? And why? My favorite band of snowboard is Burton. Mm-hmm. 
Why? Because I tried a few different ones. I when I first started out, I had an oxygen board. I didn't mind it, but it just wasn't. It didn't feel right. Right. Um. Burton all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the the weight of it. Yeah, I like the the feeling of it. And you have to understand that when you're dealing with a visually impaired person and snowboarding, and if you do have sight, some sight, if your coach or your guide tells you, look straight ahead, so your feet are on your board, look straight ahead, look as if you're looking over the tip of your board, mm-hmm. you want to be able to see that board. So I found when board hunting, that sounds funny, uh, <laughs> when, board, when searching for a board, I board have found board. that, <laughs> yeah, when searching for a board, I have found that um, Burton has a lot of darker colored boards. Mm. Um, because if you get the lighter colors, yeah. they're going to blend in with the snow and that's just going to make it right. so much more difficult for somebody such as ourselves to, to see that board. For sure. And yeah. Definitely. So I found Burton just so much so much more adaptive and they just I don't know, it's mm. their um their bindings are just so much easier to get into and mm-hmm. uh they have easy. so many different types of bindings now too. Oh gosh, bindings. yeah. yeah. I right. may like... I add that they're so much better than uh ski boots. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yes, I have to 100% agree with you. Being a skier and then switching over to snowboarding, oh my god. I could live in my snowboard boots, like, all day if I wanted to. My feet would probably kill me because I'd get, like, sores and stuff on my ankles and stuff from, like, wearing my boots for so long. But they're so much comfier than ski boots, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No offense <laughs> to any of the blind no, skiers out there. No, definitely not. Uh, no offense at all. But yeah, if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely live in my um, snowboard boots versus ski boots. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, I'd have to say my Burton board is awesome. probably one that I'd go to. Awesome. Um, do you have a favorite memory of us at the hill while we were snowboarding with Track 3? Oh, <laughs> You're pulling out some. I'm trying to think. I'm making you think. <laughs> yeah. Should I give me these questions earlier, there, Missy? Um, yeah, I did give you a little bit earlier, so. Yeah, not a lot. Um, <laughs> memories. Memories. And I remember then- watching Emily go down the hill, and she had. I think she had one of my guides. Cause I think I had John, I think. I was at the time. I was, a, I was you know, obviously more adaptive to boarding. So, right. You had been uh, she, longer. Uh, Emily had John, and I remember just whizzing past him and then stopping halfway down the hill and just sitting there watching her try to struggle to get down the hill because <laughs> I was that mean friend and just... Was I was trying to be a, <laughs> I was trying to be a little, uh, 
a bump in the road. Excuse <laughs> me. Oh, first, the first few years were a struggle. <laughs> yes. And yes, they were. But no, we always used to go in for hot chocolate and mm-hmm. talk about our talk about our uh, our struggles and <laughs> what things worked. Yep. What didn't? <laughs> I'm just remembering Emily and I were still at the school for the blind in Brantford, and we were going home or coming to track three. Oh, and it was Christmas. I remember. It was one. Christmas time, and Emily's mom, Apple, and her sister, Natalie, were bringing us from Brantford to Kitchener. As and they often would. They would like switch from Lindsay's parents would sometimes bring us, and then sometimes my mom and sisters would bring me. So, and well, it was more your parents, our mom and sister, dropping us off. Yeah, then they weren't getting home so late. But uh, the uh, one evening we were just driving down the road, and uh, we came past this sign. (laughs) I obviously, being visually impaired, was like, "What's that sign say?" And, well, <laughs> Natalie, her sister, goes, I don't know. Let me look. And <laughs> now, let's get this straight so our, so our viewers yeah. understand that Natalie was in the passenger seat. She was not driving. Yeah. No, Natalie and, was in the passenger seat, and she's definitely fully sighted. So, <laughs> so she's like, seasons greetings? <laughs> And I don't even think it said that, but <laughs> to this day, every time I go past there, I wasn't always it laugh. Like a fact- wasn't it like a factory or something? It was a factory. It was a factory in February. And the sign on the factory said season's greeting. So. <laughs> and, well, another one to go along with that story is, I don't remember who told us, but did you know if you go through Tim Hortons? <laughs> And you have a dog in the car, you get Timbits. Well, for free. <laughs> for free. So I was like, guys, I'm going to try it. So <laughs> I always would sit in the back seat and it barked like a dog. And uh, <laughs> I got Timbits. <laughs> got free Timbits for barking like a dog. Oh my goodness. Yes, I do remember so, this. <laughs> Or I used to sleep with my helmet on in the car, and yep. they used to always make fun of me, and they used to be like, what? <laughs> Protecting your head? I'm like, no, my helmet's just very comfortable. <laughs> my helmet uh, also was, I think it was a Burton. Okay. But I um, always slept with my helmet on <laughs> and got timbits from Tim Horton. So if anybody's food. listening out there, then uh, if you need some free food... <laughs> Get into a car with somebody you know and uh, bark like a dog, and uh, you <laughs> might just get yourself some free Timbits. Oh my goodness, one. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That's great advice hey. for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give them some good advice. Indeed. Um, <laughs> whatever sports besides snowboarding have you done? <laughs> I was a competitive swimmer. And uh, seeing that we've just passed the Summer Olympics, 
I'm looking to get back into swimming. But as I said earlier in the show, um, due to having pink hair when I shower, my pink hair dye comes out slowly. So uh, I don't think uh, the public pool or the pool where I live would like to see a pink uh, trail behind me as I'm swimming. Yeah, so probably not. I think I will wait until my hair dye comes out and things get ease up with this whole uh, pandemic mm-hmm. that we're going yeah. through as of right now. I am a competitive swimmer. I was uh, somewhat of a competitive goalball player. Okay. If nobody understands goalball, it is played on a pretty big court. If we have the size of it and you have a center, a right wing and a left wing, and you're trying to defend the ball from getting in the net behind you Mm -hmm. and Everyone's blindfolded too, so. Yes, you're blindfolded. Um, swimming, snowboarding, skiing, and goalball. I think that's all. I don't think there's any other sports. Okay, that's cool. Um, so you mentioned you wanted to get back into swimming. Um, do you have any goals that you want to work on for swimming, or you just want to get back into Um, the swimming? I would like to, um, if there's anybody out there who is, who has stopped and uh, was competitively swimming and wants to get back into it, um, some goals that I am coming up with is if you go to Swimming Canada, excuse me, if you go to Swimming Canada, you can look up your uh, times from when you were swimming. So mm-hmm. that's quite funny. I've seen times of when Emily was swimming with me back in the day. Yes. You can see those times. So I think I'm going to take those times that I was swimming. And uh, make those my goals to beat. That's awesome. And uh, maybe one day I will be at the Paralympics. But on the other, I'll be in the summer and Emily will be in the winter. So <laughs> That's true. Wow, that's amazing. I wish you best of luck with that, Lince. Thank you. Um, if you had to give um, any advice to a snowboarder just starting out, um, what's some advice that you would give them? Well, this is for anybody. Mm-hmm. Snowboarder, skier, swimmer, mm-hmm. goal ball yep. player, don't give up. Um, especially for snowboarding, you know, you're going to fall. You're going to... Yes. You might run into things. <laughs> you, might, you might get bruises. You might have a really sore bum. You might have <laughs> to put a few cushions on your little tush to keep your butt from hurting. Right. But don't give up. Just get up. Keep trying, keep going, keep doing it. Um, there's, you know, yeah, it's going to take time. I wasn't perfect at it when I started. I'm still not 100% perfect. But don't give up. Just keep trying. Uh, the impossible is only the untried. So just keep on you know, some days you're going to have really bad days, but just remember that the next day is going to be a different day, and, you know, get out there and, and try again. So, don't Amazing. give up. And yeah, it's hard, but once you get used to it, you will uh, you will love it, and you won't want to stop. Amazing advice, Linz. Thank you so much for coming on to this Writing for Gold podcast. This has been super fun to have you on and 
learn a little bit and have the listeners learn a little bit more about you and how I kind of got involved in snowboarding because of you. So um, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Linz. Thank you very much. Excellent. All right. Thank you all for listening to the Shredding for Gold podcast. We'll be back next week for another Shred Tascal episode on Shredding for Gold podcast. I'm your host, Emily Trepanier, and we'll see you soon.